good evening. I know you missed me. Well, I just got to introduce a couple of my best friends in the whole world here. This is Ryan. He's the... You'd confuse them if you just were hearing their voices. Well, Ryan's got the slightly higher voice. That's true. And then Spencer's yeah. got like the what my sister texted me once. She goes, Spencer's voice is really fucking hot. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that's Spencer. And these guys have accomplished selling, what was it, 30 tickets? <laughs> In Los Angeles. <laughs> you guys rock. Thanks for being here, and uh, welcome to the What If Podcast. Uh, you need a beat, huh? What? Is that what? No, you're good. Thank you. I think I need a beat. Okay. We gotta start with a beat. Should we start with a beat? Let's start with a beat. I think we need a beat. That sounds like a beat. That's close to a beat. Let's sound. Ah. Uh. Oh, okay. Okay, this feels okay. I'm like, hmm. The sweary boys are in your town. We're happy to be here. Contributing to making this city more holly weird. Might drink a whole bottle and ponder if we believe and make a bunch of new friends on this All Hallows Eve. Let's have a party, y'all. I'll be hungover in the morn and need some breakfast in the nap. A lie was not born. We're here in LA. Get a dose of sun and smog and tell some folks about our dad dog's ghost blog. Ghouls and goblins, that's what it's all about. And by the end of the night, we'll probably nope the fuck out. We're grateful y'all made it. Thanks for being the greatest. Best friend base in the world. There's absolutely no debating. So a toast to y'all. If you have it, raise a glass. Welcome to the satellite. It's the What If Podcast. What's up, Los Angeles? Yeah. Make some noise for yourselves. How you doing tonight? We are fucking thrilled to be here in your town. Hi. Hi, hey. Spencer. Uh, while we're making noise for things, uh, make some noise for Lydia Liza one time. <laughs> well, really quickly about Lydia, one of my favorite things that we made Lydia do tonight uh, without knowing it is have her sing like very beautiful, sweet, and sad, and loving songs in front of a seven-foot-tall fucking evil pentagram. Yeah, That bro. was pretty fucking rad. <laughs> Uh, and uh, that's, let's that's make just on our rider for all live shows. There yeah. must be a pentagram behind us on stage. We're not even gonna say they have to give us one. We're gonna say, "How big is your pentagram?" Mm. Hey, cool venue. How big is your pentagram? Uh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> you have a pentagram, don't you? Many pentagrams. We only perform in front of evil symbology. That's our only thing. <laughs> uh, while we're making noise for things, let's make some noise for Ian Abramson one time. Yeah. Uh, Ian had to bounce out because he wasn't feeling so hot tonight, which is a tribute to him for doing a fucking incredible set while feeling under the weather. Uh, also, we learned a really good lesson, which is don't have people open up for you who are significantly more talented and funny than you because... Or just like, they're both better at the thing that they do than we are at literally anything. By like a lot. So that's probably on our, You're our shoulders. Yeah, You're, You're welcome. welcome. Yeah, You're welcome. Look, yeah. look, 
the ticket was worth it for the two of them, and we'll just be idiots up here for an hour. And you know, you know, we're 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 the we're the dessert. We're the cherry on top of the real thing. Um, make some noise if you've never heard the show before. Yeah, what up, Mari? Heard of me? There's a couple. There's a couple woos. Okay, that's cool. Make some noise if you have heard the show before. Jeez. I gotta. I gotta. I, I gotta tell a really quick story. So on the way in, uh, I had three separate people comment on my hair, what? and one person asked to see my neckline. And these are all things that were referenced in last week's episode. And I was like, oh, people listen to our show. Which is a trip because a lot of people listen to our show, but still, when you're like, "Oh, it's you," at like, least you're the thirty of them that listens as, to our show. At least thirty of them, as Lydia pointed out. Yes, at least thirty. At least all of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, we have a bunch of swag up here, and we're gonna give it away for free tonight because that's a fucking fun thing and a cool thing to do, and we appreciate you guys so much for being out here. So we want to play a really quick game, which is who came the farthest, and. The answer is us, because we're not from here. Yeah, Lydia came from St. Paul. It's actually like two miles farther east. Than him and I. Would you like a hat? Yes. Give her the beanie. Give her the beanie. She needs a beanie. Okay. Rock the beanie. Rock the beanie. Rock the beanie. Oh, all right. Yeah, oh, shit. See, now we have to give it to her. Um, is anybody not from California? Did anybody come here from outside of California? Oh, oh yeah, they shit. came from Philly. They definitely win. Fucking hold the fuck on. <laughs> Time out everything. You did not come from Philadelphia here to see the show. Holy shit. All right. Uh, yeah, fucking oh, make yeah. noise for that. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, bro. The Sounders came with us from <laughs> Minneapolis. Uh, you can either have a hat if you want a hat, or we have T-shirts in varying sizes, and you can take your pick. Although it's small, medium, large, extra large, and not in that order. But we're for sure giving you both swag. What do you want? Hat? You want a hat? Which one? Black, Black hat. Coming in hot. Watch your beer. Oh God. Money. We Nailed made it. it. How about you? Uh, the heck is a small. That's you. Lit. Incoming! Oh, no. Jesus. Well, the speaker held it. Okay. Hell no! We've established on the show I've never been good at athletic things, even though I'm six foot five. Thank you guys so much for coming from fucking Philadelphia. That's incredible. Thank you guys. Um, we'll, we'll give some more swag out throughout the night here. Um, but outside of that, we should probably dive into our episode for this week. Yes. This we is have so many things to conjure tonight. So many things to conjure. This is the What If Podcast Halloween Spooktacular live in Los Angeles. We're gonna get spooky tonight. Stuart, fog me. Yeah. Hell yeah. We have Stuart to fog us all night. If anyone feels like it's not foggy enough here, just scream fog and we'll have Stuart have our best. Just gonna send it. Yes, send the fog. Uh, tonight <laughs> Okay, okay this, Okay, this feels like every wedding I've been to Where there's that one guy in the corner Who's just clanging his glass the whole night Like, you're gonna kiss until you can't stand it Ryan Yes We have 20 ways to conjure things There's no time to spare, my guy Okay, before we conjure things I need to tell one quick story That's not how no time to spare works, but go ahead No, but this is part of the spooktacular Because 
on our fucking 200 plus episodes we've done on this show, we have not had many, if any, personal experiences with our subject matter. We've talked about this. You have your gnome story from when you were a kid. It was a leprechaun, excuse I'm sorry, you. It was and a I leprechaun. Was, and I was high as shit as a child, so I don't think that you, counts. You were fucking hopped up on NyQuil as like an eight-year-old and saw a leprechaun in your bedroom. But outside of that, we haven't had an experience. And I need to say something tonight. I think my house might be haunted. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because this is our Halloween Spooktacular. I've waited to talk about this until our Halloween Spooktacular because I think it might be true. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why I think that. That's what I was assuming was coming next. Yeah, okay. okay. Good. So I live in a house that was built in 1912. Mm-hmm. So it's a 100-plus-year-old house in South Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not everything works great in a 100-year-old house. But something specifically has stopped working great, and it's freaking me out a little bit. Okay. This is Dad Dog's ghost blog. I have a dog. Her name is Muka. You may have seen her on our social media before. Hell yeah. Shouts out for my dog. <laughs> I'm going to fucking play this episode for her when I get home, and I'm going to be like, that was for you. <laughs> you don't understand this, but that was for you, honey. Bark, bork. Yes. Bork. So we, because she's a savage and an absolute fucking goofball and tries to tear apart all of the things that we own on a regular basis, what we do is we close all the doors in the house when we leave the house so that she has a very limited... I mean, that's, um, that's pretty standard, let's be honest. I, no, I know, I'm just saying, so she has a limited amount of things to fuck up. And twice now, I have shut all the doors in my house and come home to find that one of those doors is locked. What kind of locks? Our bathroom door, when I pull it shut, locks. And what, I come, what kind of lock is on that this door? This is though? a painted over 1912 original to the house lock that takes like significant heavy-handed effort to squeeze the paint into a locked position. And I, on my mama, thought that there was a man in our house that was trapped, that had trapped himself in our bathroom the first time I came home and found it. I was like, there's a stranger in our house, and he's... he's Wait, so it locks... This is his panic room now, and he lives in my home. It only locks from the inside of the bathroom. Correct. And all we do is turn the knob, pull the door shut, and walk out. Why, how the fuck? Twice in, like, three months. Also, we bought. Look at me like I would possibly have an explanation. I'm for not that. sure that you do. I just want someone to tell me, no, your house isn't haunted, so no, I can go back home and feel okay about it. No, it's it, you got a, a bathroom ghost. We know that a guy died in our house too. That's the in the bathtub. Part. I hope not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I hope not. Did Elvis own your house? Did El? Oh, I did hear he died on the toilet. Didn't yeah, he? he was Poor guy. Literally a, full of shit when he died. It's a tough way to go. He was just working too hard. No, he just wasn't shitting enough. Well, but I'm saying maybe he was not shitting enough and he had to work so hard that he fucking just... Oh, 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 you know, To de-shit himself. He was trying to de-shit that himself he, that and he just, didn't succeed. He passed over. He yeah. passed, yes. Mm-hmm. Now he lives in your bathtub. And now he lives, Elvis lives in my bathtub. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> All right, conjuring time? We're going to conjure some ghosts tonight. Let's do it. Okay. Um, I found this very legitimate uh, article from scoopwoop.com. Scoop whoop. Uh, number one, it's 20 ways to call spirits and talk to the dead. Let's do it together. So, man. sorry, satellite, if any of this shit works. We figured it's better to do it in your house than ours. <laughs> uh, These are your ghosts now. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Number one is use a Ouija board to converse with a spirit, and we don't have one. So we're going to skip to number two, which is use a planchette. That's the same thing. You have 19 ways to conjure ghosts, scoop whoop. Liars. Scoop whoop. Uh, number three is using a pentagram to conjure demons. Wow. Woo! So it says there are rituals in which people using the pentagram to symbolize the elements form a circle nine feet across. Your pentagram's not big enough. It's a soft pentagram. It'll do. We're going to get tiny demons. In a pinch. (laughs) Uh, Oh, we need two. One is made for the summoner and another to summon and bind the spirit. Um, Quick. Who's got paper? (laughs) Uh, This whole process is said to summon unpredictable demons as opposed to those, you know... Bro, watch us do this and have the lights fall on our fucking yeah, head great. on a live show. All right. Uh, be no, the best way to go out. It'd be the best last episode of a podcast that ever existed. Yeah, we summoned a demon and then we died. It, number four is see spirits through a crystal ball, which we can't really do. Uh, mirror to summon a witch. Um, all right. A spell to see or hear a spirit. We can do this one together. Okay. Think of a deceased person you know Uh-oh. or have heard of in your family and chant the following sentence. Can we think about Elvis? You don't know him. Well, well mean, maybe I'm... you might if he lives in your bathtub. The rest <laughs> of us don't know him. I know him now. I know him too well now. So we're going to chant together. Spirit, show yourself. Spirit, reveal. Spirit, come to me so I know you are real. Can we do a repeat after you? Spirit, show yourself. Spirit, show yourself. Spirit, reveal. Spirit, reveal. Spirit, come to me so I know you are real. Spirit, come to me so I know you're real. Scoopwoops.com says you should now see or hear a spirit. So, All right, uh, number eight, I guess. Scoopwoops full of shit. (laughs) Uh, Number eight is summon a succubus or incubus. I would rather not. I hear they suck. Can we boo Ryan real quick? Is that cool? Mm, feed me Hell with your yeah. booze. Mm. Uh, you've, been, you've been doing plenty of that yourself, but Also, yes. Uh, a succubus, if you're not familiar, is a female demon believed to have sexual intercourse with sleeping men. I'd rather not. <laughs> you don't have to be the demon. Well, I mean, if we're calling her, like, uh, it's probably on us. You don't become the demon that you summon. No, I'm saying she's She's going gonna to fuck you later. That's what I'm not interested oh. in. Oh. <laughs> that, that is the thing I am trying to actively Well, don't, don't do this chant then. All right. This All is right. on you guys. You go get uh, your succubuses. An incubus is a male demon. You, you get the idea. At midnight... Oh, we got to wait two hours. At midnight, visualize what you want your succubus or incubus to look like. So pick a sexy ghost, ideally. <laughs> then prick your finger. Take the blood. I don't know what you're supposed to yeah. do with it. Just... Hold on to it also in your hand. And chant, Oh, succubus of mine, I call to thee with this blood offering to come to me so it may be. The key is ghosts love rhyming. <laughs> if you don't rhyme, the ghost is not fucking with it. Or fucking you, for mm. that matter. Mm. Uh, vampires are werewolves. Okay, so prick your finger and tell a succubus to come fuck you later. And if you do it at midnight, I guess it'll work. Good luck, guys. <laughs> Tweet at us. Let's not a ghost. <laughs> I'm going I'm to take this pentagram back to our Airbnb, make a second one. I'm going to prick your finger at midnight. That's fucked up, bro. <laughs> That's assault, brother. <laughs> That's assault, brother. Uh, number nine is summon a vampire or werewolf. For oh. this, all you need is paper, pencil, salt, and lavender. That's too few things to get a werewolf. 
That should be more complicated than four things I can go to Target. Well, the key is there's a rhyming chant. (laughs) Of fucking course there is. So you draw a spiral on the paper, not a pentagram. Werewolves fuck with spirals, not stars. Good to know. Uh, Sprinkle some salt around the circle, burn the lavender, and chant. I summon you a... In parentheses, vampire slash werewolf. You got to pick. And that, your you got to commit at that point. Choose your own adventure. I summon you to this room. I command you stay in the circle of my safety. I summon you so I may ask you for my purposes. So more be. I don't mm. think that's a real sentence. So more be. Doesn't sound like one. Doesn't sound like one. <laughs> it's lies. Um, we got a spell for good luck, but that's no fun. We can summon a storm. Do we need rain out here? How's it been? All right, fuck yeah, here we go. I've heard everything's on fire. Oh, yeah, good point. Um, do, do you guys need rain out here? <laughs> yes, bro. Everything is on fire. Hell yeah, bro! Send, okay. Send it. There's a chant, shockingly. Uh, but first, we might have to do this later, I guess, unless you guys have a stove here. You got to take a pan with a half liter of water, put it on the stove, and boil it. Then we chant, water boil, water cling, to the dust as I sing, not just here, but everywhere, just like this at which I stare. Jesus Christ. Now, if you say it three times, it says, now look outside. Fuck yeah, Stuart. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dude, I have never met a sound engineer with good comedic timing before tonight. And Stuart has absolutely you, nailed the role. You fucking you, killed that, You Stu. fucking hired, Stuart. Uh, we can summon the Grim Reaper if you want with another cool rhyme. Also rather not. Okay. Did, uh, a, did an elementary schooler write this? Like, it's called scoopwoop.com. They obviously like rhyming, probably. okay? Uh, we can summon an angel... But we need candles. Satellite's not going to let us do fire in here. I don't How about a fairy? Anybody right. need some backyard fairies? Why not? All right. Uh, the chant for that one goes. <laughs> oh, I should have read this he, article he before I started fucking, talking about it. <laughs> he can't even fucking get through the fairy chant. All right. Give no, it to no, me. no, no. I got it. I got it. Little folk of flashing wing. Little folk of dancing feet. Hear my words to you and bring. Blessings with you when we meet. That okay? That was didn't even it's rhyme. Adorable. Uh, feet and meat totally rhyme. Oh, I miss I misheard you. The English major looking ass boy. Looking ass boy. Um, we can summon Lucifer, but I even that one's a little much for me. If we're gonna skip anything, I think that's the one. Also, this one is not in English. I'm not speaking in tongues up here. No, we can sir. conjure vapor monsters. Too late. Too late. Stuart helped us out already. That was the only spell. Uh, all right. The rest of these are trash. Your turn. <laughs> uh, all right. This, this, this episode is tentatively titled, What If Ghouls, Ghosts, and Goblins Roam the Earth? And hmm. uh, we are, well, now that we're done summoning demons and such. Yeah, that shit didn't work. We, that shit didn't work. But we're going to talk about, uh, we got some werewolves tonight. Absolutely. We've got some ghosts tonight. Well, I mean, I tried. <laughs> We, we got some fog, I guess. That's pretty good. And we've got some zombies tonight. Where do we want to start? Zombies. We want to start with zombies? Yeah. You guys want to start with some zombies? Yeah. 
Let's talk about zombies right can, quick. Can I tell a quick story about zombies first? I'd, I'd love it if you would. So uh, my brother, for whatever reason, thinks like he's a, you know, he's a grown man and has been for a while. Uh, he thinks zombies are like legitimately terrifying. Okay. And we in... Um, I mean, it's not wrong. No, but like, you know, not like they're scary, but like, oh, fuck, this might actually be a problem. Well, give me, give me about 10 minutes and <laughs> let's talk about it. And when we were in, uh, in college, a friend of mine was making a short film for an assignment. And my brother was like, oh, that'd be fun. Like, you know, can I be in it? That'd be fun to wake the undead. Let's do it. No, no, no. So we, the, the, the joke was we made a zombie movie that he was in and, did, and tried to conceal the fact that it was a zombie movie from him while mm. we were making it with him in it as like the main character. And then you just randomly scared the shit out of him with a zombie <laughs> friend that was dressed up from like out of the closet or what? It, it, it kind of fell apart when uh, we needed him. We, we weren't very good at writing scripts. We needed him to say the word zombies at one point and like yell it repeatedly. Wait a second. <laughs> So we set up this scene. It was, it was very elaborate. There was a scene where he was being attacked by bees, right? So he kept his lines were bees just... Bees and zombies. No, no, no. His lines were just... Bees! Zom- bees! Right? Because he was being attacked by bees. Wait, were they zombies? Hold on, hold on. That was not even a little bit clever. That's, I mean, obviously I'm where we're going I'm thrilled with here. myself. <laughs> I don't care. So we got him to, we got a few takes of him screaming bees and we're like no no we'll you know we'll CGI in the bees later don't worry about it. And then this was a high school project and you were like we'll CGI it in later. We were college, okay? Nice. Went to art school, Ryan. Oh, all right. Uh, and then we tried to convince him that the best way to test levels uh, for audio was the word zom. <laughs> because we're just going <laughs> to stitch it all together. God damn, that's dumb. <laughs> it didn't work. No shit. <laughs> no shit. That didn't fly. You don't I say. I mean, we got him to do it, but the idea obviously didn't work. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's good. No, it's a good Convince zombie story. Convince us that they're real. Speaking of zombie stories, did we ever tell the story about when we went to zombie pub crawl together and I got punched in the you face? You got punched in the head by a shirtless woman? Mm-hmm. I think we have told that story. Did we tell story. that story on the show? Also, if, you, if we didn't, that's the whole story. I did. I got punched in the face by a girl, and she had her booby out. I don't think she meant to have her booby out. No, it was, it was definitely intentional. I mean, if you just don't put on a shirt before you leave the house, I think you know what you're doing. I mean, she wasn't, like, straight up shirtless. You got punched pretty hard, apparently. She was definitely not wearing a shirt. I did. Yo, my glasses were just, like, badow, like, hit the sidewalk. It was bad. Can I almost you... beat a girl up that night, and I wouldn't have been. No, good. you did I didn't, but you I turned around and wanted and to hit somebody away. back. <laughs> but it was a girl. Anyway, uh, I'm going to tell you a brief history of zombies. Because I needed to dive sure. into the lore itself. And uh, so, okay, so zombies, we have like this very like current cultural, you know, vision of what this is. We got The Walking Dead and like, you know, like contemporary film. But mm-hmm. this fucking concept goes way, 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 way back. And if zombies were understood to be, there's two different kind of versions of it. There's the whole reanimated dead people, right? Like you died and then you came back version of zombies. Okay. But there's also a historical version of zombies that's more so like, um, like you are kind of under a spell. Like you, you have been uh, taken over by someone else's will and thusly you walk zombie-like through the world implementing their desires. Does that make sense? 
Yes. So, like, you didn't die and then come back to do that thing. You were alive and then you were put under some sort of, like, medicated spell to be zombie-like in favor of the person who spelled you, if you will. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Do they both eat brains? Uh, so that's more so, like, the contemporary version of things. Somebody's saying no hard right now. No, they do not. And I trust them so much more I do than too. you. The, the level of sincerity with which the no was said was like, they do not both eat brains. I've seen it. <laughs> so the concept goes way back uh, as far as Mesopotamian myths from like 2000 BC. Uh, there's a, there's a, um, it's a myth called the descent of Ishtar to the underworld. It's an old Mesopotamian myth. It's been translated to, uh, to English, and there's a passage that says this. If you do not open the gate for me to come in, I shall smash the door and shatter the bolt. I shall smash the doorpost and overturn the doors. I shall raise up the dead, and they shall eat the living, and the dead shall outnumber the living. That's pretty spooky. Spooky. Fuck me, Stuart! Spooky! Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Bro, we're not going to be able to see if you keep fogging us. I don't need to see. All right. I don't need, you guys don't need to see. That's a podcast. We can all hear this, right? No, you make kidding. a very strong point. Um, so that's like one of the earliest or maybe the earliest piece of evidence we have in writing that there was this concept of raising the dead and the dead coming to eat the living and Sorry. outnumbering the living. Sorry, who wrote that? Uh, it's from a Mesopotamian myth. We don't know who the like individual an old author was. Got uh, it. I mean, a very dead person, not an old person at this point. But I guess they would know. Um, so you fast forward a few thousand years of this sort of concept being in folklores of different cultures, and the word zombie itself wasn't obviously used in the passage that I just used, and it wasn't used until it originated in Haiti. The word zombie is a Haitian word, and it's very, very, like, very real in Haitian folklore. Uh, so they believe They're through fine. real. Um, they like, be, they believe that like the way that The Walking Dead is a thing. They believe that like those type zombies are like a thing and walk the earth and are like a thing that can fucking get you. It's like their boogeyman. Yeah, but like we don't believe in the boogeyman. No, but right? they, they believe in zombies. Okay. In the way that we don't believe in the boogeyman, they believe in zombies. So your analogy was actually the exact opposite. Yes. Got it. What you said. Cool. Um, so the, with Haitians specifically, they believe that either through voodoo or dark magic, a zombie can be created. Uh, and I'm not going to dive all into like the, the Haitian origins of it, but it was so real to the Haitian people that a Harvard ethnobotanist uh, wrote a paper in 1983 in the Journal of Ethnopharmacology. His name is Wade Davis to look into like where this might come from in their culture. And uh, as in, this probably isn't real, but there's probably some origin of this folklore thing. It, if it's exactly, this like why do they? If they believe it so intensely, why do they believe it so intensely? Yeah. Like, is there is there a reason for this? And what he argues in this paper in the Journal of Ethnopharmacology, I have to work so fucking hard to say that word. It's not even, it's not even funny. Um, he, he traveled there in 82 and did a bunch of research and, and wrote this paper. And, and what he argues in this paper is that uh, their version of people being turned into zombies 
is that through Voodoo, they actually have practitioners who put powders into people's wounds that are actual neurotoxins, and they can induce a death-like state in which the will of the victim would be subjected to that of the Bokor, which is like the voodoo practitioner in Haiti. So through natural sources, uh, they are able to create tetrodotoxin, TTX, uh, which is a powerful and frequently fatal neurotoxin found in the flesh of a pufferfish. Whoa. And uh, they add that with uh, delirium drugs such as Datura, which I didn't fucking look up, but that's a thing apparently. Ooh, it did get foggy in here, did it? Let's get spooky, y'all. Um, and, and so together, these two powders create this delirious death-like state in which someone can be, like, manipulated. Mm. And so they believe that through voodoo, if someone was... What? Sorry. Go ahead. How does that manipulation work? I'm not entirely sure. I think it means that you're so like catatonic in state that you're able to still like walk and move, but you're subject to like someone else's direction. As in, right? But like, like verbally, somebody can tell you what to do, and I think so. And you just like, yeah, exactly. Like you just go do the thing, but you're also like you're fucked up in this toxic state. So you're dizzy, stumbly. You can be nauseous, vomity, spitty. But you're like very, able to very zombie e very zombie e. But you're able to like go do a thing that is asked of you. Now, okay. some people think Wade Davis is full of shit. We talk about people who are full of shit on our show a lot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's a Harvard ethnobotanist. Like he seems like he's legit-ish. Wait, so why do people think he's full of shit though? Um, basically, a lot of people think that. The, the ability to, like, thread the needle of the amounts of these things that you'd have to, de- like, distribute to a person... You'd probably be, just kill them first? You'd probably kill them or it wouldn't do the thing that they think it's doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're either going to kill somebody or they're going to be, like, mostly normal or normal-ish. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, that's one take. That's one take on where Wade Davis thought this whole concept of zombies sort of like originated in Haitian culture is through this voodoo magic. Go ahead. But didn't hasn't the same or like a similar idea existed for a lot longer? Or are you saying that that's existed in Haitian folklore also for thousands of years? The concept of raising the undead has, listed, has lasted for a super long time. Similarly, in Haiti, it has lasted for a super long time. But their version is... Slightly different. Slightly different, slightly more specific to their culture, and the word zombie originates from their language. Okay. Now, Roland Littlewood, who's a professor of anthropology and psychiatry, he published a study... Can we that revisit that name real quick? Roland Littlewood? What a name. All right, strong sorry. name. Go Very ahead. strong name. Uh, he supported what most would describe as a social explanation of the zombie phenomenon, and he wrote about it in a medical journal called The Lancet in 1997. And what, <laughs> woo, shout out to Lancet. It's my favorite magazine. I get it every month. Uh, it's a quarterly journal. Thank you for the correction. We need help with these types of things. Um, Roland Littlewood said this as it relates to his social explanation of the zombie phenomenon. He says, quote, I came to the conclusion that although it is unlikely there is a single explanation for all cases, which we talk a lot about on the show, Where zombies are recognized by locals in Haiti, the mistaken identification of a wandering mentally ill stranger by bereaved relatives is most likely the explanation in many cases. 
People with chronic schizophrenic illness, brain damage, or a learning disability are not uncommon in rural Haiti and would be particularly likely to be identified as their concept of zombies. What do you think? I think Lilwood is... You hate it. At least as full of shit as Davis is. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle, man. Why not both? Like they don't know about mental illness in Haiti? I'm just saying, I think his argument is that in rural Haiti, where there is less of that stuff that's common, these people are exhibiting behaviors, and they would attribute this nomenclature in their culture to that type of behavior. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and I get it. I don't agree with any of these people. I'm just telling the story. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm not saying any of this is right. Um, so regardless of what was actually happening or the original origin of zombie, obviously the phenomenon made its way into popular culture. Uh, White Zombie is a movie that came out in 1932, which, of course, Hollywood made a movie about a white guy that made zombies in Haiti. Rob Zombie is a guy with lots of bangers. Lots of bangers. Mm-hmm. Said no one about Rob Zombie ever. Yeah, at least one person has. Um, believe it or not, White Zombie is a movie I have not seen. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. I have also not seen uh, The Walking Dead, a show currently I have not seen. And I Am Shots Legend, fired. I Am Legend, a movie I have seen. How? So, fuck yeah. <laughs> Just a <laughs> sad cheer pathetic. from people like, he didn't fuck up one of them, I guess. The only time you've ever seen a movie is if Will Smith is in it. Have you realized that? Uh, there's a good reason for that. Because Will Smith fucking slaps. <laughs> So thank you. It's not true at all. It is true. <laughs> um, While we're telling uh, totally made up bullshit stories, can yes! I add one? I'd love it if you did. Okay. Uh, would you like to hear, according to Nick, Fer- Nick Redfern's wild ass book, because he has all, yeah. all the wildest takes that are not based in reality. He wrote a book called Paranormal Parasites. In which, for some reason, he outlines the, uh, the origin of the jack-o'-lantern. Oh, let's go. Spooktacular. <laughs> the origin of the jack-o'-lantern? Yep. I bring it. Bring it. it, it bring origin- it to me. It originates with a man named Stingy Jack. No, it doesn't. That's, <laughs> of course, not a real name. God damn it. All and right. Stingy, I'm here. Stingy Jack was a drunk who played a joke on the devil. Oh, oh. Okay, so we know it's not real because that's not a real name and neither is the devil. Yeah, we covered that part. Okay, cool. If we're making shit up, we might as well tell good stories. All right, I'm here for it. Uh, He tricked the devil into climbing a tree to get an apple. Okay. And once the devil went up there to get an apple... He cut the tree down? No, 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 no. Stingy Jack. That's too much work. (laughs) Stingy. He just carved a cross into the bottom of the trunk so that the devil couldn't come back down. Gotcha, he can't bitch. Go, he can't go, can't go past the cross. The devil's stuck up there. All right. I, I mean, I right. got, if that's how that works, all right. So now the, 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 the dude, the, Lucifer. The, du- the dude, yeah. the devil? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that dude, the uh-huh. devil? He's stuck up there, and, and Jack decides this is a good time to start bargaining with him. Like, you want to come down? Right. Cool. So they strike a deal in which uh, he, I guess, I guess like... I don't know how you remove a carving from a tree. That part's a little iffy. Cut in, cut in, you know. Yeah, sure. So he he will remove the the cross so that the devil can come down in exchange for the devil never being allowed to claim his soul. So no matter how much wild shit he gets into for the rest of his life, he's not going to hell. I've said it many times. I love me a good grift. And and, and, and 
Stingy Jack figured out a way to grift the goddamn devil. So the devil agreed. Many years later, Jack dies. And he's denied entry into heaven because of his, quote, drunken ways. I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fucked. So he goes to hell, but the devil also can't take him. And before he gets banished to earth forever to be a ghost, because I guess that's what happens if uh, you can't go to heaven, you can't go to hell. The Catholics call it purgatory, but, you know. Is that a place on earth? Nah. No. Okay, so this is different. Not in their book, it's not. Wait. Do Catholics believe that there are ghosts everywhere? No, they don't. Okay. Purgatory is a different place. Where where it at though? It's like a waiting room that's neither neither here nor there. Okay. So this is if different. You will. This guy was going to be a ghost. Okay. Here on this plane. Okay. But, but you know the ghost part. Sure, sure, sure. Or like right here. Um, and he was eating a turnip when he died and went to hell. <laughs> As you do. My last moments on earth. Give me a turnip. That that or Tur- a turnip. That or he wasn't planning on it, and that was a fucked up turnip, bro. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's eating this turnip, and the devil, because he was angry, he's like, oh, yeah, fucking stingy Jack. That dude trapped me in a tree once. Hey! <laughs> hey, fuck you! <laughs> yeah, he throws a hot coal at him. Exactly. Shit, shit whipped it at him. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. So he throws a hot coal at him. Jack catches the coal, gets sent back to Earth to be a ghost. The only things he gets sent back with are a turnip and a hot coal from the devil. And he combines the two to make a jack-o'-lantern. Crafty motherfucker, Stingy Jack. Yep, and that's how we got jack-o'-lanterns. Why don't we fuck it? Oh, because it's Stingy Jack, and it's Jack's. Why don't we carve turnips, then? Why don't we ca- carve Stingy Lanterns? Uh, that's, not, that's a way cooler name. Yeah, or Stingy, stingy Jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah. I like Aren't, that. How I like big that are turnips? Are they not smallish? Yeah, they're smallish. They're, like, significantly smaller than a pumpkin, right? Yeah. This, story, you know what? this people, story is trash. People probably started carving turnips and their art just fucking sucked and they were like, we need a bigger canvas. I like that they're called turnips, but we keep calling them turnips. Turn up. Yeah. That's all we do. All right. You, all got, any bu- do. you got any bullshit stories? Because I got plenty if you want them. Um, I, you know, I could go longer on zombies, but not much I mean, more. Go ahead. No. You know what? Bring us, bring us home with some... some we're going to do, like, uh, do another like 15 minutes of fucking some ghost stories. And then uh, we'll probably do some Q&A for like 15 minutes at the end if you guys want to ask us some questions about literally anything. Uh, and yeah, we'll keep it rolling. What's that? Oh, his head fell off. He's so right. He, Jack-o'-lantern, bro. He said Q&A, not requests. All right, calm, <laughs> calm down. Nah, he's got a point. <laughs> um, hey, really quick. Let's give away a shirt quick. Who is a medium? I heard, I heard a me right there. That's you. Who Dad dogs, ghost block. has go. a head? Who has a head? <laughs> Send it, bro. Send it. Got him. All right. Tell me another ghost story, Spencer. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, hunger ghosts. Speaking of eating while or dying H- while eating. Hunger ghosts? Yeah. Hungry ghosts. It's pretty self-explanatory. Is it? Ghosts that are hungry. All right. Yeah. Keep telling me a story. I'm going to go get a drink and I'll be right back. Oh, I was yelling at you a lot earlier to bring me one, but you must have been outside. Will you get that two I'll times? Get us both drinks. Tell me this ghost story. I can hear you in the venue. It's going to be awesome. This is adorable. No, it's fine. This, this is adorable. You guys, this is how it happens when we're in the studio. I just no, go it's... to the fridge and get beers while he keeps telling a story, and then I come back. He's, he's... Go ahead. A lie was born. Okay. Hi, hello? 
Oh, my turn. Okay. Um, according to Nick Redfern, hunger ghosts do not have it very easy. Hunger ghosts will remain hungry for eternity. Some of them are able to eat food and drink liquids, but they will, quote, forever be thwarted from finding the nourishment they so deeply crave. I know. Every time he finds a cupboard, it's empty. If he finds a fridge, it's empty. A stream will be forever dry. An oasis will be arid. I know. There are some ghosts that can eat food, technically, but their mouths are so small that they can't get anything in there. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. How... Okay. How does he know that... Thank you. How does Nick Redford know, Ryan, that there are ghosts? How does he know that their mouths shrink after they pass? How does he know that they attempt to eat food? And how does he know that they experience the sensation of hunger? Because he's a fucking liar. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the thing that's interesting about this, too, is like... With the whole food thing, I, I understand the whole concept of like you're walking this realm that you cannot satiate yourself with, but it seems so literal to be like every fridge I open doesn't have food in it. So here's my question. Also, everyone's seen Casper. You chew the popcorn and it just like floats out of his fucking shitty weird belly. Why is his belly shitty? It's probably fine. Because <laughs> it's not intact. Uh, it doesn't good, exist. That's a good point. It's a bad belly. It doesn't do the job. <laughs> so does that mean then that there's also ghost food? Like when your milk expires, does it become ghost milk? I mean, Can if, they drink that shit? If they drink out of your drain, I guess. Well, I mean, if you're like gone for a few days, you come home, you're like, oh, fuck, the milk went bad. Did the ghost get it? Oh, you're saying like the, the evil of the ghost like turned your milk? Can ghost zombies only drink milk that has died? Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> what a sh- Man, it's a shitty way to live if you can only eat expired food. Yeah, well, you are expired. Maybe that's the only way it works. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Uh, Nick also says that whenever hunger ghosts get too close to actual food, it starts on fire. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Damn, do not go in a grocery store, bro. That'd be a big blaze very quickly. So if you ever see like a flaming pineapple, a ghost is near. A ghost is near. Very near. If you're very bad at barbecuing, a ghost is near. Correct. You may be a ghost, honestly. The other day, I started a grease fire on my stove. Yeah, you almost died. A ghost was near. It was Elvis! (laughs) Uh, Lastly, with the shit that Nick Redfern has made up, there's a Japanese hungry ghost. Sometimes he says hunger ghost, and sometimes he says hungry ghost. Hungry ghost is adorable. Mm. Hunger ghost is kind of scary. Oh, it's super scary. It's a very, like, it's a big difference. That's like the insatiable hunger thing that feels, like, unsettled. I feel like a hunger ghost might eat me. A hungry ghost just, like, needs a bud to take him to breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, man, we'll get you a burrito. No big deal. So there's a Japanese hungry ghost. Sounds super cute. Called the... The chicken inky. Sorry, one more time? Chicken inky. Chicken inky? I mean, maybe. Close enough. Good enough for our breath and fuckery. The only thing it can eat is the remains of human dead. 
Got it. Yeah. Zombie-esque, if you will. They usually live in cemeteries. So oh. sometimes if you see a zombie, it might actually be a ghost. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. See, this goes back to the whole fucking, like, the whole hypothesis that this is all one I'm thing. I'm saying, yeah. This is all one thing. Mm-hmm. I like it. I can get behind it. Mm-hmm. You got one more ghost story for us? Um, I have a thing about werewolves, because we said we were going to talk about werewolves. We should do it. Should we, should we go into werewolves? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we move on from ghosts, uh, can we have a moment of silence just to see if we can, because we're recording tonight's show. Oh, that's true. If we can capture any EVPs. Okay? So we're going we're gonna to take like three seconds. None of us are going to say anything. I want everyone to concentrate really hard on trying to talk to a hungry ghost. This is when the light falls and kills us. Okay. All right, we'll review the tape later. And it didn't work. No, hey, it hey, 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 no, 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 no. You don't know how EVPs work, bro. It, it only work. works later. <laughs> Do it! It only works later when you check the recording and then put the subtitles on the bottom of the screen. That's true. That's how you identify the EVPs. We for sure heard a whisper of, your soul is mine. Yeah. Yeah. No, that happened. I heard it. All right. Let me have a bite. Uh, Okay. So speaking of werewolves and just wildly identifying uh, people who actually need our help. Sure. As you were talking about earlier with Haiti. Yes. Do you know about Peter the Wild Boy? He sounds like a man after my own heart. So I started doing some, uh, <laughs> well, you might want to hold on to that for a second. Okay. Um, no, I'm sticking to I it. I was doing some research on werewolves, and it turns out most of them are just from like hundreds of years ago, and they didn't really want to admit that there were serial killers. No. Oh. It's, it's the fanciful lore of the 1500s. Yeah, serial killers aren't a real thing. It's yeah. just the little red riding hood it's fucking wolves. wolf. Yeah. All right. So it was either serial killers or people with disabilities who they were scared of. Well, that's not I told cool. you you might want to hang on to your identifying with Peter the Wild Boy thing. That's not cool. Um, in 1725, a naked boy was found living alone in the woods in Germany. And he was brought to King George, who liked him and was like, yeah, that, that guy can stay with me. He's mm. cool. The uh, naked kid who doesn't talk. He named him Peter. And uh, he hung out with the king and the nobles, and they, uh, they were entertained by him running around. That's not cool. Right. And uh, This story made me sad. Well, you know, you got to have one. Uh, they attempted to civilize him. He never learned to speak and preferred to sleep on the floor, so they eventually just put him back out in the woods. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a wild boy. Let him live in the wild where his heart belongs. And then uh, he lived all the way until 1785, and they found him in 1725, so he made it to be like at least 70-something by them just tossing him back into the woods. I mean, I guess the wild keeps you wild. And then they learned later that he probably had something called Pitt-Hopkins syndrome, which is a neurological disorder characterized by learning disabilities and an inability to develop speech. This doesn't sound anything like a wolf. Where does the werewolf come in? People were really stupid. Uh, that sucks. That's the end of like most werewolf stories. Is like, oh, you guys were real dumb. Oh. Um, or, yeah. oh, you were covering up a bunch of murders. Oh. Yeah. Or not, not covering them up, per se. 
Well, you know, you blame it on a wolf so that, you know. Also, uh, the only way to get rid of a werewolf is to burn it. So they burned a lot of murderers back in the day. Thinking they were wolf men. Uh-huh. Okay. Which is like, honestly, you know, close enough. I mean, if you murdered people, yeah, uh, you're gone. Yeah, wolves are probably... If a, I would be much more upset with a human killing a human than a wolf killing a human. Yeah, the wolf is just doing its job. He's hungry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, he'd be doing wolf things. Yeah. 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 All right, I'm in support of the wolves. Um, all out, right. I'm out of made-up stories. All right, I've got one more spooky story I'm going to tell you all that encountered my path uh, this week. It's a Halloween story from a, a tweeter, and I'm going to read it to you uh, verbatim, and we can discuss its veracity, and then we will wrap the show technically, but we will stay up here for about 20 to 30 minutes or as long as there's still questions. And That's we'll, ambitious. Well, well, we'll chat with you guys as long as you want to chat. How's that? Um, you ready? One more spooky story on our Halloween spooktacular? Yeah. All right, here it is. Heck. Heck. Got him. This is from a random Twitter user who went viral this week after telling a story about his childhood. His name is Grady Hendrix. And he said this. Everyone's telling scary stories for Halloween, so I'll talk about something that happened to me when I was a kid because, hey, trauma never gets old. I don't think that's entirely true, but... It's a weird start. When I turned nine, I realized I could sneak downstairs after everyone was asleep and eat anything I wanted in the fridge. No one ever noticed. I could make a peanut butter, cheese whiz, and mayo sandwich, eat leftover pizza, scrape off the icing from birthday cakes. As long as I was careful enough, I could do anything. He's a hungry ghost. He's a hungry ghost, boy. (laughs) Creeping down was the hardest part. I had to navigate the pitch dark house all the way downstairs in total darkness like a tiny ninja. One night in May of... Hold on. No one writes like that. Bro, this dude is already full of shit. You do, when you're, you do when you're writing a Twitter thread that you think is funny or cool or interesting. You're right. Go ahead. Creeping downstairs was the hardest part. I had to navigate the pitch dark house all the way downstairs in total darkness like a tiny ninja. One night in May of 1981, we ordered from Fish and Shrimp House. I waited until everyone was asleep, and I crept downstairs to eat the leftover sweet and sour pork. It took forever. I finally stepped into the totally dark den and let my guard down, and all of a sudden I heard a fork click on the counter. I froze. The microwave clock light showed the outline of a man sitting at our kitchen counter. He couldn't see me, but I saw him, a skinny guy, eating leftovers and drinking our milk from the carton. I can't explain how terrifying it is for someone to be in your house. I slowly backed away, I crept upstairs, and I woke up my mom and dad. They made way too much noise and took way too long, and by the time they got downstairs, the kitchen was empty. Everyone said I read way too many horror comics and they blew off what I said, but no way was I pouring milk on my cereal anymore. I started tracking the position of everything in the kitchen. One day, the paper napkin holder was on the wrong side of the counter. Another day, a mug was in the sink that was not there the night before. My bedroom door didn't lock, so I kept a steak knife under my pillow. I must have stabbed myself in the hand a thousand times, checking to make sure it was still there. Then in August, I was in my room reading when I looked up. There's an AC vent over my bed, and behind the vent, a pair of eyes were watching me. 
I freaked and raised hell until my parents searched our attic and the crawl space under our house. Nothing. And I wasn't very popular in my house for a few weeks. The last week of April, our house started to smell. One night, rice fell out of the vent over my bed. Dang. But it was maggots. The AC people said something had probably crawled into our vents and died. You got possums, bruv. And it turns out what had crawled into our vents and died was the guy in the kitchen. We lived in an old house with lots of space in between the walls and big ducks, and he had been living in our house since May at least. He put a foam pad beside my bedroom vent so he could be comfortable while he watched me, and police said he made drawings. No one ever identified him, and he was buried as a John Doe. To this day, I don't look inside the vents in houses. No, no one has ever lied on Twitter more than this person. But sometimes, when I'm at someone's house, I'll smell a little B.O. coming from their central air conditioning, and I'll wonder, who's living back there in their ducks? Who's living in the dark? Fuck me, Stuart! Let's go! Is that why our Airbnb stinks? I think it might be why our, you guys are Airbnb stinks, and we can't... Well, we think we figured it out, but it's not great. Mm. It's just a stinky house. Yeah. What, one time, I'm going to close with a story that's probably not going to pay off. Do it. Uh, Let's go. One time when I was in like third or fourth grade, I was at a sleepover at a friend's house. And we, his, uh, the bedroom was upstairs, so we were upstairs. Yeah. And he was like snoring real loud, and I couldn't sleep. So I went downstairs to the living room, and I was like, I'll sleep on the couch. Yeah. Whatever. And I come downstairs, and all the lights are off, and you have to walk past the kitchen to get to the living room. And I come around the corner towards the kitchen, and his dad is standing in the kitchen. It's like 2 in the morning on a weeknight. It was the summer. He's standing in the kitchen totally naked. Oh. Eat, eating, a, eating a bowl of cereal at like 2 in the morning. Sick. And I turned around and did not say a word to him and walked my ass back upstairs, uh-huh. waited until it got light outside, and walked my ass home. <laughs> ran like hell. And you ran like hell. That was the move. That's the right move. All right. We love you guys. We love you guys. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. hanging out with us. It's the What It Podcast.